Welcome to Family Mission. Kimberly here with Mark. Thank you for joining in this lovely conversation with us today. Right. All right. Thank you. Hit the play button. That's right. See what those spellmans got to say. That's right. We know that um, you can do a lot with your time, and and there's a lot to listen to. But we're thankful that you've joined us today in this conversation, and we're trusting that the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is going to speak to you today, enlighten you, and we welcome Him in this conversation. He's the most. He is the one most important one. Yes, He is. <laughs> And so um, we just want you to relax and enjoy as we get right back into mm-hmm. the mission of marriage. marriage. Come on. Of marriage. God loves marriage. He does. He created marriage. He did. And he did it because he wanted there to be much mm-hmm. reproduction. That's right. In the covenant. He said, replenish the earth. Replenish the earth. That's right. I want be fruitful. Come on, and, and multiply. multiply. That's right. So. That and and that you know that doesn't. I mean, you could take that in all different ways. We're not going to get into all that today, <laughs> but um, just know that your life needs to look fruitful. Amen. <laughs> and, and he wants it fruitful. And there there is reproducing. That's right. That should be going on. Every seed produces after its kind. That's right. Amen. So we Hello. Gotta, that's why Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart. For out of it mm-hmm. come the issues of life. Hello. So if you got some issues, Yo. we've had issues. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Just go listen to the last four podcasts of Family Mission. <laughs> we talked about some of our issues. <laughs> no, we did. And, but you know, that's But we the, talked about the victory that follows. Yes. And the joy of the quest mm-hmm. of having him be right and him change us, him form and fashion us Mm -hmm. and not what we had seen, not what we had heard, not what we had experienced even in our homes, but allowing the Lord to work with the two of us Mm -hmm. in the covenant that he formed with us, bringing us together where we worked to complete Come on. Not compete. Now say that again. Work to complete. Complete. Not compete. Now, I didn't say we were not individuals. Mm-hmm. I did not say that. That's right. We are. We are individuals. But when we come together and we complete mm-hmm. this covenant, it looks totally different. Two coming together. That's right. When two or three agree is touching anything, they shall have whatsoever they ask. That's right. According to. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. The exactly. two coming together. And I must say, the two coming together um, reproduced mm-hmm. Samuel and Daniel. That's right. And many spiritual um, sons and daughters. As well. As well. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but it's all about, we're talking about the mission of marriage, which is the mission of love. love. And we're going to take today's conversation and and look real specifically at 1 Corinthians 13. We haven't, we've alluded to it. We've even quoted from different portions <laughs> of it, but we really haven't just kind of dove, dove in. in. That's right. And You're so, ready to jump off the deep end. That's right. Deep into the love of God. Deep. 
you know, and uh, deep and wide. Deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. I love it. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, it. you pick it up in verse 4. Now, verse 1 and 3, he talks about, you know, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what we believe, no matter what we give, if any of it is done without love, Uh-oh. it doesn't. Even matter. <laughs> In fact, I like, you know, are you looking up that you have the passion there? Um, I like those first three verses, particularly in the in the passion. And if you don't mind, Kim, I'd love you just to read that. Um, it really articulates it well. Common, common speech. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly language of angels, yet I did not express myself with love. Mm. My words be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. Hollow, empty. Mm. Hollow sound. My. And I love how it says, if I speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, mm-hmm. yet I didn't express express myself. myself with love. Okay. So Power. tone matters. Tone matters. That's right. Where are you speaking from? <laughs> and I can be passionate. So I'm, I'm, I got all my fingers pointed <laughs> back at me because tone matters. Tone matters. We had a little phrase. I still have it today. Sweet, sweet lips, lips. sweet lips. You know, it, it just matters. Even if you're having to have maybe a heavy, weighty, not necessarily heavy, <laughs> but serious, sober, consequential <laughs> conversation, we still can have it with sweet lips. Yeah. You know, tone. Tone matters. My tone. kids would, or the guys, I shouldn't say kids. <laughs> My guys, they would, um, they would yeah. laugh at me. <laughs> because why? When I would... Oh, that's right. Yeah, when things got serious and mom was going to really bring the heat, she got soft and she got quiet. She didn't get amped and loud and yell and rip and roar. She got soft and quiet. I would talk and the whisper, more whisper. They... They're like, oh, they, they joke now that they knew they were in deep trouble. <laughs> so what's it going to say? <laughs> okay. The eloquence of man's languages or even eloquence in heavenly angelic languages. If I don't express myself in love, it's just hollow and empty. Yes. What's it going to say? And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed an ending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that mm-hmm. could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. My goodness, that's that's powerful. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure mm. motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. So what we're reading there is there's possi- there's the possibility of having some other motive, even behind kindness <laughs> and sacrifice, giving and giving you know, oh. our speech, our knowledge, our Bible knowledge. 
I mean, the, the Pharisees knew the first five books by heart. They could quote it. They knew the word. They were actually doctors of the law. But they wanted to argue. And when Jesus, the word made proud. flesh, was in their face, they couldn't recognize the word. Oh, they couldn't. And Jesus himself said, you search the scriptures for in them Jesus. you think hmm. that you have eternal life, but you won't hear me. Because mm-hmm. he was not just the word. He was love. He was truth, but he was love. Love. In the flesh. Hmm. You know, pe- people say, well, that was Jesus. No, that was love. Hmm. That was love and that was truth expressing, like you read, expressing himself when he talked they said he talks like one that has authority his words weren't hollow no his words didn't just clang and bang no no they were expressed they were weighty they were weighty and they Mm -hmm. were expressed in love and with compassion and there was mercy behind his words well there was the motive of reconciliation Mm -hmm. because we talked about this in one of our previous um, podcasts about the whole purpose of love is reconciliation. That's right. It's it's desiring for love to win. Love to win. For God to win. Oh, not us to win? Not me. Not me. Not us. Not us. But him. But him. Amen. <laughs> so then once you get through verses one through three, then it gets into the ingredients. Ooh. Okay, so this is what we this is what we work with. That's right. To make our um, hmm. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a, of a, um, word to describe our good, healthy, something we're cooking, our key lime pie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> These are the ingredients of a healthy marriage. These are the <laughs> ingredients of a healthy heart. And again, we don't read this trying to obtain it. Mm-mm. We read it from the standpoint that this is the love that's in us. Mm-hmm. This is the love, according to Romans 5, 5, that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So it's there. It's there. We don't have to pray for it. Mm-hmm. We got to believe in it. That's right. It's there. It's there. It's our responsibility there. to take it, though, and develop it, nurture it. And you, it wasn't today. It was a previous week. We talked about it. You said it takes us yielding. And I, I had the the thought pop up that particular day we were talking. I didn't share it, but it's come up again, so I think I need to share it. You know, a little testimony about what does it mean to yield? You know, because you said it's not a matter of trying to obtain it, but we just yield to it. And I remember one time, shortly after we started our church, we were doing a Bible study in a precious woman's home. She was homebound. She was homebound, not able to get out, so we took church to her. We took you know, the teaching in the word. And so I think a couple of times a month we'd have a, like a home study in her home and several people from the church would come and she'd invite people. She to invited come. people from her and uh, from her little neighborhood. neighborhood. And she was an editor at a local newspaper. So she, but she worked from home and she wasn't able to get out, but beautiful soul. And uh, so we would go over there and I was over there teaching one time and I was talking about what it meant, you know, to be led by the spirit and walking, you know, by faith and, you know, really powerful stuff. And there was a handful of children there and she had just found some little toys from the play with, you know, matchboxes so that they'd be kind of, you know, occupied while we did our spiritual stuff. And so we taught the word. And, and so here we were sitting together and I'm, I'm teaching and I was getting ready to make a point about what does it mean 
to yield. Talking about yielding to the Holy Ghost. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and you ask a rhetorical question. And, and I question. just asked a rhetoric, you know, like we as adults do. We ask a question just to kind of pause, get people a chance to think. Well, kids don't know that. They don't know these <laughs> rhetorical, th- you know, phraseologies. So I asked the question, what does it mean to yield? And I had a point all prepared. I had, you know, three points in my notes. And one of those children just spoke up mm-hmm. and said, slow down. <laughs> Because what do you do when you see the yellow, you know, they yeah. were thinking the yellow light, you know, yeah, they're like, slow down, sign. mommy, slow down, daddy. You know, they, they knew that yield meant slow down. And that wasn't one of my points, but that was the Holy Spirit. Oh, it was. It my unlocked something goodness. for the whole entire study. It did. And it, it from that point forward, it's one of the main points to yielding is you got to slow down. Oh, because your 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 feelings are going fast, mm-hmm. your emotions are going fast. You're in a heated discussion. Yeah, it's a fast paced thing, and one of the best ways we can make sure we're yielding to the Holy Spirit is first thing, just slow, slow down. down, slow down <laughs> the conversation, slow down the the responses. And if you, one thing that we did when um, we were really putting, and we still do to this day. Um, putting some of this yielding, Mm -hmm. slowing down into our life practice, we would simply, if we felt like we got into emotions Mm -hmm. and a heated emotional um, conversation. Easy to get there. It is. We would look at each other and say, we're hitting the pause button. That's right. Pause. And so um, if either one of us said that, pause or hitting Mm -hmm. the pause button, we would kind of stop talking about Mm -hmm. that, do something else. And then we would come back when we were not in a place of ampedness, you know, because, because you can, you can really, um, and I believe that that's a, that's a key for somebody here. I believe it is. And, and, and that, it wasn't just with us. It was also how we parented too. Mm -hmm. Slow down. Slow down because there were times that we knew that correction was going to have to be given. Mm-hmm. And we would simply, we had a, a chair that we would have the boys sit in. And a lot of times we'd make them sit there for 10 or 15 minutes before we'd even go in there. <laughs> and they thought it was just pure torture. Torture. They're, they're like <laughs> dreading what's coming and all that time. And, but little did they know we explained later of course we were getting called we were down. giving ourselves a time out <laughs> a pause a slow down because you don't want to come at them all just no. amped up and just hurt and frustrated because it might have been the 10th time you don't want to come at them like it's the 10th time especially uh, when you're wanting to nurture not only the uh-huh. behavior but as you so powerfully always did kim you always went for the heart and the moral behind the behavior but before you can really even emotionally connect with a child at that level, you, we got to slow down. Mm-hmm. We got to slow the conversation down. We got to slow our emotions down. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the greatest ways to yield to this love inside of us, to this nature of God, this mm-hmm. agape love, is we got to slow down. Because the scripture says the Lord loves, mm. and those who he loves, he chastens. That's right. He corrects. So that was a quest or a goal was Mm -hmm. to discipline, correction, Mm -hmm. training from a place of love. 
And see, these are issues. So I thought we we're talking about marriage. We are. Because if you have two different opinions of that, mm-hmm. get it. Some of the biggest arguments between spouses is over things with the children, things okay. with your, your children or M- grandchildren. Money. Money. Sex. Yeah, come on. And children. children. Those are those are biggies where, where marriage <laughs> is concerned. And so as far as getting into agreement, staying in peace, you know how we, because, again, in those moments, emotions are going in fifth gear that pedals to the metal. You went spit that what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't say anything. <laughs> so mm. learning to slow down, especially when we know we're going to have to confront something. Well, and let's even, let's just hit the nail on the head with even the intimacy part. Yeah, go on. Because intimacy is both experiencing the pleasure of heaven. Mm-hmm. So there has to be communication and it can't be done in a way that the other one is singled out or feeling yeah. like they're being, their fingers being pointed at, it's but not true a microwave, no. And true communication about the, the joys and the pleasures individually mm-hmm. is important. It's huge. it's huge. So in that realm, slow down, down. date your mate. Come on. Send a card, mm-hmm. send um, a, a, a note in a lunchbox, right. have some conversations on the porch, drinking your coffee before you go to work. Just get up a little mm-hmm. earlier so that you can have that time just to relax, have some meaningful conversation. You're not talking shop. You're just you're just enjoying each other's company. Well, and you know, something comes to mind, and um, again, that is an example of something that we did. And I, I know that we share these things. I share these things, um, probably maybe more than Mark does, um, because I think that it's something that could encourage, could strengthen. You don't have to do what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you find something that works or, or that someone else has had success in, Take it, apply whatever yeah. you can to your life. But we had what we called couch time. Mm-hmm. And we even had so much as to a picture of Mark and a picture of me. Mm-hmm. And they were in cute little frames. <laughs> and if for some reason somebody was not um, in um, town, they had gone out of town, we would get the picture and we would have the picture and we'd have a conversation on the phone. Yeah. And we trained the boys that if mom and dad were having couch time, yeah. what happens? Then they were to be quiet and to be still and to respect that time that mom and dad were having just together. That I mean, We wanted them in the room. This is key. We don't just send them away into their... They, they had were, to see us. They had to see it. They had to be in that same space, but they had to yield... To the quality time that mom and dad were having together, they needed to witness it. They needed to see it. They needed to respect it. And so it took training. It took effort. It took practice, but it paid rich, rich, rich dividends and it nurtured security in them. Yeah, it did. It really deepened a sense of security. Both our sons grew up with that benefit. And again, this was such a wonderful, wonderful practice that, you know, that we discovered and that uh, my wife especially was very diligent to make sure that we kept this commitment, not only to each other, but to our children. 
Right. Because it it really did Mm -hmm. train them that mom and dad, they saw that we were securely having fellowship and conversation in front of them daily. There, there was no, no threat Mm -hmm. of, of mom and dad. And they, it also trained them that we could not be divided. So huge. I mean, we could not be divided. They saw it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it wasn't a long period of time. I think it was 15 minutes, I think is what we gave each other. And, and a lot of times it was in the same place. It was Mm -hmm. in a, 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 on a couch in a certain area and we, Mark would come in or I'd come in. We'd, you know, a lot of times and a lot of times we did it right before supper yeah. And that made a huge difference mm-hmm. um, because they saw, man, mom and dad, they see their relationship as vital. It's and important to them. You know, something else it did, and you've, and you've just touched on it just then, is that it helped keep the marriage as the center of the home. Mm-hmm. It helped keep you and I as the center or the nucleus. Now, we welcome children, but I, I wanted to set that up because the next thing I'm going to say is what we found it out. It challenges some people because some people easily find the children becoming the center of the home. Everything revolves around the children, mm-hmm. their activities, their yeah. desires, their interests, their needs. And so then the marriage takes a back seat Hello. to the fruit of the marriage. The root is no longer the root. The fruit is now steering. And so keeping the marriage as the center and as the root of your home, it takes effort. And, but boy, does it yield precious and sweet fruit and it's a it's a stability to your children it's a security Mm -hmm. to them but we had we had challenges because we had people we knew even different family members that maybe didn't have that same philosophy as far as you know you know whether the parents are the center or the children are this you know people even say they're just the center of my world and we get that we understand how important and precious and value and treasured they are but number one, Jesus should be the center. But where your marriage is concerned, it has to remain. And it takes the covenant. It mm-hmm. takes it takes an effort to fight and contend and protect your marriage, and keep it as the center of your home. Well, and I, when we taught this years ago, still some um, now, but the there's a wheel within a wheel mm-hmm. because the, the union, the covenant of husband and wife, that wheel is the, is the seed of the family yeah, yeah. and the fruit of that seed are the children that God brings in. So then you've got a wheel within a wheel. And then the joy of that is then you've got a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. Whenever <laughs> grandkids come into that, come it doesn't mean that they're not connected. It doesn't mean that they, but they are intertwined, yeah. inter, interconnected. You know, like if you think of, a, um, like, um, Oh, what is the, the wheel that's like a, like gears? Yes, gears. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think. But <laughs> We're see, playing a little uh, charades here. She's I'm like me, trying to get it done. She's giving me uh, hand signals and gestures. And we got, you know, it's like a little Pictionary game going here. Gears, gears. you know, because, and, and that's how it, that's how it flows. That's, and, and then it's fitly joined together and everybody, 
there is security. The kids know, oh, mama and dad, man, look at them. Mm-hmm. They love each other. They care about each other. They put each other first. They they spend time, you know, nurturing their relationship and, and they have hard discussions. The second thing that we did is we never, ever shielded our kids from apologizing and saying we were yeah. sorry. Come on. We always did it. And sometimes we we apologized to them. Yeah. I mean, we needed to. We needed to. Um, but that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. But yeah. those, it, it's important. And we're saying this because what is the center nucleus is yeah. love. It's love. Because the, because the kids see the love, mm-hmm. nucleus of love that's inside of mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And it breeds security in so many ways. Yeah, it does. And that that love has so many beautiful, wonderful ingredients, you know, in it. Um, I want to just before we... Well, can I just tell this one more testimony? Because mm-hmm. it comes to my mind before you um, share that. And this is just an exclamation of the couch time, because mm-hmm. that's what we called it. And we, we told the boys, mom and dad are having couch time. And this is what we're doing. And this is how we're going to do it. And then we just began to train them, mm-hmm. you know, in that. Well, there was a couple that um, over the years we've we've shared that particular illustration with many, many married couples. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular family that they were dealing with a um, a bathroom issue. A child was was. Um, have an accident. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they were potty trained, but they were having accidents and especially in the evenings at night. And so um, um, night bed wetter. And, and it was just, it was a big deal because it was like half the time in the middle of the night, there's pulling of sheets and, you know, there's so yeah. much, and there was so much frustration. And, and we simply said, will you try something? for two weeks yeah, and just see if it doesn't increase security yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And they put into practice couch time and they had, they also had a small, they'd had a baby too. So mm-hmm. they had, I think it was like a four year old and uh, an infant. Mm-hmm. And I said, just, we just try it for two weeks. And they did. <laughs> and they, came back all of the bedwetting stopped <laughs> and the the security just was established it established even how the infant was sleeping yeah they were already beginning to sleep almost entirely through the night it was in two weeks time yeah so i'm just saying no matter what your kids ages are even if you got teenagers in they the house need to see it. Boy, they, they need, need to see to it see too it. So, um, I'd encourage you. It's a, it's a nugget of love Mm -hmm. with your spouse. Just have, have 15 minutes of couch time consistency every day. That's right. FaceTime. For two weeks. Yeah. Mark likes to call it FaceTime. Now we call it FaceTime. The boys will laugh at us because we're not having couch time anymore. We're having FaceTime. FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) Because he gets so upset with Facebook. Face to face. I want to see your face, my love. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And we're, we're about out of time already again. My goodness, it flies. It sure does. So we'll just leave you with this. I'm just going to read verses four through eight. I, I, we have so many wonderful translations. We love to read. This one's called the Hayford translation. And it's verses four through eight, uh, talking about the ingredients of God's love that's mm-hmm. in you. Hello. It's the Hayford translation. This is the love that's in you now. It's God's love. Love suffers long, Mm. having patience with imperfect people. Love is kind and active in doing good. Love does not envy since it's non-possessive. It's non-competitive. It actually wants others to get ahead. Hence, it does not parade itself. Love has a self-effacing quality. It's non-ostentatious. Love is not puffed up. It treats others not treating others arrogantly Mm. it does not behave rudely and it does it displays actually good manners and courtesy good manners courtesy come on i know you want to stop and preach can i know (laughs) stop and preach i do good manners. i think that's courtesy i think that's something that's (laughs) our generation dropped the ball with hello needs to be revived in this revival (laughs) manners and courtesy (laughs) (laughs) love does not seek its own insisting on its own rights have it my way demanding precedence (laughs) rather it is unselfish thank you jesus love is not provoked it's not irritable or touchy Mm. just takes all your buttons off you don't have no buttons to push. <laughs> that's right. You're washed smooth. That's right. You're not rough or hostile, but it's oh. graceful under pressure. Graceful under pressure. Come on. I love that. Mm. Love thinks no evil. It does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. Mm. In fact, it erases resentments. Ooh, hello. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcomings of others. And spreading an evil report, rather, it rejoices in truth and it aggressively advertises the good. Love bears all, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others, credits them with good intentions, and is not suspicious. Hmm. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things persevering and remaining loyal to the end loyal to the end praise god that's thank you jesus that's his love towards you and me that's right and that's his love that we get to share with our spouse and our families and the people that are in our life praise the lord praise god (laughs) hallelujah well just know today that um we believe that's right that god is working in your life We believe that love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And he's leading and guiding you today into truth, Mm -hmm. truth of his word with the power of the Holy Spirit in operation. Amen. Amen. So may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance.